Well, tonight on the podcast, ladies and gentlemen, we want to get to a couple of responses from some of the people in the Democrat Party. We're going to look at Hakeem Jeffries. He is the minority leader right now um, in the House of Representatives. He is the first black um, in that position. Then we're going to look at Vice President Kamala Harris, and then we'll you know finish up with Representative Ayanna Presley. So when this initially happened, this in Jacksonville is very horrific. It's, it was horrible for the family, of course, horrible for the nation. And we were waiting. I definitely was waiting to see what was going to be the response of people in the Democrat party. Are they going to stand with the black community? Are they going to call it for what it is? White supremacy, anti-black uh, racism, anti-black terrorism. Are you going to call it that? Or are you going to do the same old, same old playing games with us? Now I will tell people this who come over to this podcast. I hold Democrats more accountable because our community have voted for them wholesale. Our community has voted for them in many elections up to the tune of 90%. So if you're giving all your votes to the Democrat party, then that is the party that I'm going to hold accountable. It's like your children. If your children are doing wrong, then you're going to hold your child accountable. If it's your husband, it's your wife. If they're doing wrong, it's other family members. You're going to hold them accountable. You're not going to tell them just one time. You're going to continue to tell them because you need them to correct their ways. So if you are bothered by what I say about the Democrat party, I suggest for you go watch a podcast or a programming that's going to give you your feel good messages about the Democrat party. And there are plenty out there for you. You know where they at, but yet you keep coming back here. Why? If you don't like what we're talking about with the Democrats, you're so offended and trying to defend the Democrats so much, then you know where to go. You know, I don't have to tell you they're easily accessible way more than I am. So if you are here to continue to listen, what we're saying here, you know, we're speaking the truth. It's just hard for you to accept because you look at the Democrats, especially in the black community as a cultural party for you to be with. It's culture for you. It's a religion for you. And I've said that many times before is that black people in America view the Democrat party as a religion. I'm more aligned with community, not party. That's why it doesn't bother me. What party that I'm looking at at the time, they may have some values that are conservative that I say, I agree with, but I don't agree with the Republican party completely because of the anti-black racism. This is why I said many, many times before, I believe in political independence, not Democrat, not Republican independence. We shouldn't have no allegiance to no party as black people. And if it's hard for you to understand that, then there's nothing more I can tell you. If you're leaving messages about Republicans all day, if you're telling me about this and that and the third, I'm even telling my mods block them immediately. We don't even need that conversation no more. That's old. That's tired already. This is for adults, not children that can't think for themselves. 
Now, we want to get to first Representative Hakeem Jeffries. What was his initial response? What his statement was? We want to go through it and we want to make sure to put up the picture of the victims while we're reading this so it can really sit in with you a little bit more. So let's look at that. Hakeem Jeffries, Democratic leader. This is directly what he posted. The racist shooting in Jacksonville is the inevitable consequence of reckless public officials. Instead of being a man and saying, Ron DeSantis, why are you saying public officials, sir? There's no reason to say that. Name them. It just says the white supremacist shooting in Jacksonville is the inevitable consequence of the reckless and racist comments that Ron DeSantis was saying. That's what it should have said at first, but let's continue. He said, reckless public officials who call a right wing extremist whitewash painful parts of our history. It shouldn't be our, sir. It should be black history and flood black communities with weapons of war. You should say black, but you're not saying that. Okay. You say hate crimes. You say anti-Semitic attacks. Now look at the people on the screen. Is any of those people on the screen from the Jewish community? Obviously we know they're not. And he says, and anti-Asian violence are on the rise. Now is any of the victims, are they Asian Americans? Clearly they're not. Why are you talking about other communities when it was an attack on black America? The white supremacist terrorist said he was going out to kill ends. He didn't say Asians. He didn't say Jewish people. He didn't say any of that. He said black folk, but you Democrats always trying to pivot away from black folk. He continues to say neo-Nazis are armed to the teeth and marching in our streets. No one in America is safe unless everyone is safe. He says elected officials and presidential candidates who peddle poisonous attacks on our diverse society. Why are we talking about diversity? Why? Remember the subject is Jacksonville, not diversity. Instead of once again, naming them saying governor Ron DeSantis, Vivek Ramaswamy, name the people, name them. Who pet a poison tax on our diverse society. They're not attacking a diverse group of people. They're attacking black people. Vivek Ramaswamy is attacking black people. Ron DeSantis is attacking black people. He said target historically vulnerable groups. What groups are they targeting? Ban books and minimize the pain caused by organized terrorists like the KKK are recklessly fanning the flames of racial hatred. They must cease and desist their dangerous actions immediately. Well, you are in the federal government. Why don't you go to the DOJ and say, Hey, what federal charges can be put on these, these guys? What federal laws are they breaking? Y'all can do that, right? You say thoughts and prayers are not enough. That's the only part so far I agree with. You say upon returning to Congress in early September, House Democrats will continue to vigorously push common sense gun safety. Y'all, now you made it about a gun. Not about white supremacy, by guns, measures, 
designed to combat the gun violence epidemic. It's not a gun violence epidemic. It's an epidemic of white supremacy. But the Democrats, of course, this is their leader here, and he takes the, his cues from the top. Now you made it a gun issue, not white supremacy, not the targeting of black people by a sitting governor, not even about Vivek Ramaswamy, but you've made it about guns. He said our Republican colleagues can either join us or be complicit in the carnage. You see, we urge the department of justice to aggressively investigate violent extremists in our society and prosecute them to the fullest extent of the law. This is in all hands on deck moment. 60 years after the March on Washington, our work is far from over. Then if we look at uh, sister girl, Chucks and Pearls, this is what she was saying. I'm heartbroken by yesterday's shooting in Jacksonville. This act was reportedly driven by racism and hatred carried out with a weapon of war that should never been on the streets. These tragedies must stop. We must renew the ban on assault weapons. It's overdue. Kamala didn't even mention black people at all. She just said it was racism and hatred. She's making it a gun issue as well. Politics, politics, and politics. That alone, ladies and gentlemen, is very, very disrespectful to the black community. At this moment, you make it about politics instead of making it about white supremacy. And let's call it what it is. They have enough federal laws on the books to dismantle every white supremacist group that's in existence. They have federal laws on the books that can take down any website they get good and ready. You know, the Fort Chan, the 8chan, the Reddits, the, all these little places that these white supremacists go to plot and plan attacks. The federal government got laws where the FBI can shut down any website they get good and ready. They just don't enforce it. They allow them to do this. You understand what I'm saying? If the Democrats really meant what they were saying, well then why don't they go after these people? The department of justice don't need Congress to go after white supremacist terrorists because they had Listen, Let me tell you something. Every time a black group even come out there and look like they try and defend black people. Now, listen, let me tell you something. You may not agree with everything with grandmaster Jay and all that with the NFAC. Let's call it what it is. Grandmaster Jay didn't go out there and harm nobody. He didn't. I didn't see him do it. The NFAC, from what I've seen, they didn't harm anybody. But yet, look what they did to Grandmaster Jay. Every time black people come out and say, I'm going to defend myself, you can look at the Black Panthers. You can look at any group out here to say, we're going to defend black people. They find some law to get somebody locked up or they ruin their life enough where they just get out the group and they just go somewhere else and live. Some people in, in, in history have left the country because of, of the targeting of them ruining their life. They say, man, look, I better get out of here before these people put me away and I'm not going to ever see life again. You understand? So they have laws on the books. Trust me. The Black Panthers, and they was feeding the feeding the, the people in the community. That was dangerous to them. Feeding them. Feeding people. Look at what they did to Fred Hampton. Fred Hampton didn't harm nobody. He didn't. He didn't go in there and, 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 
and do anything in a church like these white supremacists do or a school or a store or a mall. None of that. They're allowed to run around, get legal weapons legal now. Cause every time they doing this, they doing this legally. Biden, if he wants to, can make it very difficult for anybody to get a gun because he's running the ATF. He can make the ATF and the FBI scrutinize anything they want to. He can make them do whatever background check. Oh yes, he can. He don't need Congress for that, but they're not doing it. See Democrats come out talking about the gun issue but they're not really doing nothing about the gun issue either. Oh, it's the Republicans. It's them. No, it's not just them because you write executive orders for everything else. So, so why don't you write an executive order? If it's truly a gun issue, where's the executive orders limiting, you know, the amount of purchase of, of, of bullets or putting regulations so hard on certain type of weapons. Listen, let me tell you something. All they, the ATF have to do if they really want to get rid of the AR 15, all they have to do is make the AR 15 class three status. Now, anybody know anything about class three, you got to have a particular license to buy a class three firearm. And that license is, I think I was told $10,000 and up and you're heavily scrutinized to get a class three. All they got to do is categorize the AR 15 as a class three. And that's the end of it. Cause most people not go, can't afford that. And they can't even go through the, the background checks and the scrutiny. A lot of your, your gun dealers have that license. So don't tell me that you can't, if you really want to get rid of the AR 15, don't tell me you can't. Cause once you make it class three and say, Hey, if you got that, you better turn that in or you getting arrested for having an illegal weapon. Biden could do that right now. He don't need Congress for that. So all this weapons of war crap, I don't want to hear it because all you got to do is do one regulation and that AR 15 is done. And let me tell you something about the AR 15, the maker of the AR 15, he said it was a response to the AK 47. So when people are responding to me, well, I don't agree with that field. We, we should be able to have that. Well, if you want to go to war, go ahead, go join the U S military, serve the country, right? You can go shoot whatever you want, but I'm, if I was the president, that's what I would do. I would make that gun and a couple of others class three and say, yeah, you can have it. If you want just get a class three license and then you can have it. And that would be the end of it. Cause most of you wouldn't get it. It's just that simple. There's no reason for anybody to be going out here purchasing that. Now, of course you could say, well, they can use a handgun. They can use a knife. They can use this and that and the third. Yeah, but a handgun, you know, don't have that amount of, of, of firepower. Then the excuses, well, what about the people that put the drums on the handguns and they, they do this and do that. Well, all you got to do on that is increase the penalty for even possession of it. Like they did with crack cocaine. You had one rock, you got five years. If you in possession of any, which a lot of it is on the books, but you just have to make it a much harder for people to get legally. You got to police it a lot more. It's a lot of things that you can do to clamp down on it. 
but they don't do it. So don't give me that all this, we need to do more. You don't have to do more laws already on the books. I get tired of all that shift and blame about Republicans, man. But Democrats and Republicans get rid of that mess overnight if they want to. Now, let's get to Representative Ayanna Presley. I want to play what she has to say about the situation that happened in Jacksonville because I just want to kind of, you know, highlight some things that she says. So let's go ahead and roll that. Well, first, uh, Reverend Al, I just want to say I appreciate uh, your leadership, and I'm grateful to the thousands that came together yesterday uh, in affront to the racial injustice, um, to the hate. Uh, to the violence uh, that persists. Uh, you are exactly right. Uh, this is about continuation and not commemoration. And I do want to express my condolences uh, to uh, the Laguerre family, the Carr family, and the Gallon uh, family. Uh, certainly there has been an emboldened white supremacy, uh, anti-Black rhetoric, which has resulted in anti-Black violence and loss of life. Uh, and it's why we must continue to be vigilant and unrelenting in our efforts and uh, call out uh, those that are complicit uh, or active participants in trafficking this hate. It is a matter of life and death. Now, we'll give Representative Ayanna Presley at least, you know, credit for naming it anti-black violence, anti-black hate. You know, I, I, I appreciate her doing that. I wish Hakeem Jeffries would have said that and really would have been naming people that he's talking about all that Obama, not naming people mess that doesn't work. All that little passive aggressive kind of response. And you when you're dealing with someone that's openly attacking you, you don't respond by being passive aggressive. You have to be extremely direct when you're dealing with anybody that's attacking you or at least attacking us. I'm going to name them if they're attacking our community. But what is you, what is the Democrats going to do about it? That's the thing. Even though representative Ayanna Presley talks that way and I appreciate her naming it. Great. But when you go back to Congress in September, what are you going to do? That's the, that's the key. What are you going to do? Are you going to keep saying, well, it's the Republicans. We can't do nothing because the Republicans, I'm, we don't know. Are you going to, are you going to listen to me? And I know a lot of you do, whether you want to acknowledge it or not, are you going to listen to me and re recommend that Biden makes the AR 15 a class three uh, weapon, make the bullets for that gun, make that a class three uh, you need a class three license to buy it. Are you going to do that? Right? I mean, that, that's at least you can do, but we need to be vigilant about all this. And you have to understand how dangerous rhetoric is, how dangerous anti-black racism is. The reason why you see me always covering it, whether it's from a Karen or even a, a white supremacist terrorist is because the Karens, they, they create and raise the terrorists. And so we can't sit here and even dismiss the Karens. We can't dismiss nuances. We can't dismiss teachers as using racial slurs or saying racial things to our children in schools. We can't dismiss any of this stuff because at any moment it can go up in escalation and turn into the loss of life for black people. We can't not talk about colonization and things like that was happening within our cities was happening in the continent of Africa and different places where black people are at. This is why I, what I do, I am dedicated to calling out 
anti-black racism, white supremacist terrorism, white supremacists, and anything like that. I'm dedicated to that because it is to quicken the mind of the people is to educate the people and save the lives of the people within our community. And we don't care where the anti-black racism coming from. We don't care if it's coming from a Vivek Ramaswamy. We don't care if it's coming from uh, the, the real white supremacists themselves or any other groups out there. If they got certain words for us, they saying we need to know what the word is. We need to know in a language what it is. That way when we hear it, we say, oh, we know what that is. We need to know about everybody who has anti-black racism. Just as much as we need to know if someone's an ally or not, we need to know these things. Don't let people even come and tell you, oh, you just have this victim mentality. You have this, you have that. Well, why, why, should, why would I have a victim mentality? Why? Well, maybe... I've been victimized for the past 500 years as a collective group of people. It's easy to develop a mentality when you've been suffering something for hundreds and hundreds of years. I mean, you act like after slavery, we were left alone and that was just it. It was no Jim Crow, no racism. Hey, it was after slavery. That was, listen, if, if that was the case, then Hey, it'd be a different conversation. And even if we were left alone, we would still have to remember slavery because we know to say never again, that's going to happen. So yes, we are victims. I'm a victim. Yes, I'm a victim. Black people throughout the world are victims. I'm going to repeat that all the time because when you hear me saying that we are victims, I'm a victim. I'm a victim all the time. Just even living around you, I'm a potential victim. See, it bothers you when we say that because you bear the guilt, you bear the shame and the condemnation of what you've done to black people. And now, even in the continent of Africa, and I'm very proud of them, they're starting to rise up against the white supremacists from France. And they are liberating themselves. And I'm so proud to, of them to see that. I'm proud. I'm so happy to see them liberate themselves. Everybody is getting so tired of you, the white supremacists. Throughout the world, people get tired of you. Everybody's going to rise against you. Why? Because you've done too much. You oppress too much. You've done enough. You lie and say you have a democracy. You don't have a democracy. You have an authoritarian regime, and you dress it up in a democracy. That's no different than a wolf in sheep's clothing. That's exactly what you are. You're truly a wolf, but you're walking around with a sheep's clothing. You don't want nobody to tell you about your history because you, you, don't, you don't want to deal with it. You don't want to make good on your history, which is reparations. You, want, you think forever you're going to sit up here and just do what you're doing to black people throughout the world, and we're just going to take it, and that's going to be the end of it. Oh, no. Your rule is coming to an end. And it won't be black people being a victim forever. It won't. The days of you attacking us globally, it's coming to an end. It's coming to an end. Not that we even have to stop it. Because to be honest with you, you're actually imploding on yourself. Mark my words, they're going to be attacking each other constantly.
and especially about the African continent, they're really going to be attacking each other over it. France is already mad at the United States. The United States won't help them do a Libya right now. They mad. They said that, well, if we got allies like that, why we need an enemy? Well, you know what, France? Good. The United States actually learned a lesson from Libya, actually. Not to bring chaos, because they know it, another Libya is not going to happen. Because the world is not going to accept it, and Africa is not going to accept it. Your days of stealing and, and doing wrong to black people is coming to, coming to an end. So with this situation in Jacksonville, we look at what happened in Buffalo. We look, we look at what happened at the mother Emmanuel church. We look at all these different issues that, that we see here. You sit up here and attack us. And yet as the words of our great sister, Maya Angelou and still we rise, you can keep attacking us. You have been attacking us for hundreds of years and we still multiplying. We still getting better. We're getting faster. We're procreating. We looking good, living longer. We getting educated every day. We are rejecting everything that you ever taught. It's, it's happening all the time. We, we see in the truth and that and you trying your best to try to distract us from the truth. Want us to be filthy and degenerate. And a lot of us are turning away from that filth and degeneracy as well. You can put millions of dollars in the Sukihanas and the sexy reds all you want, but we're rejecting them for being a willful tool of white supremacy. Cause that's what we have to look at those two individuals or anybody else out here promoting degeneracy. You just willful tools of white supremacy. They are sellouts. No different than a Candace Owens is. They're not bringing nothing constructive to the black community. There's nothing wrong with entertainment, but Entertainment has its place. You don't have to disrespect the community and be a degenerate to do so. Now we're going to deal with all the boot licks and the sellouts. Oh yes, because we, we have that problem and we got to start doing that. And I'm going to tell you black folks this, when we start singling out these sellouts, these sellout politicians, I told you last time, the politicians, the preachers and Pookie and Ray Ray's, when we targeting them, I don't want to hear you either. Cause some of you on the sideline, why y'all going to attack black people? Because those black people are attacking us by selling out. I don't want to hear about no political party. Cause like I said, by politicians it's Democrat and Republican beyond which isn't it both. It's not just one. It's both. They're more concerned about a party than black people. But that was very disrespectful. What he Hakeem Jeffrey said, making it about, the Jewish community and Asians. But when something happens to the Asian community, they don't say nothing about when well, anti-black racism, they never say that. Or when, when someone goes and harm the Jewish community, the guy, the last guy that, that shot up a synagogue ain't say nothing about anti-black racism. They kept it on that particular community. They disrespect us all the time. They use black people to do it. And think about it. Where, where's the congressional black caucus? Have y'all heard from them? Have y'all seen them? They don't care about black people. They need to change their name to the Congressional Black Democrat Caucus. They don't, they, they are not for the black community. They need to stop. See, the Hispanic Caucus is for the Hispanic people and they fight for their people. I see them doing it. The Asian Caucus, they fight for Asians. I see them do it. But the black caucus, 
They don't fight for us at all. They fight just whatever the Democrat Party tell them to do. They're lackeys. But I don't suppose to say nothing about it because what's 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 the what they said in the comments? I'm bashing Democrats by calling them by calling out what they do, what they don't do for us. So the Hispanic community have their politicians fighting for them, helping them get businesses going, funding from the government, defending Hispanic people. But the Congressional Black Caucus, the largest caucus on the Hill, we don't get it done for black people. But we, but I'm supposed to say nothing about it, y'all, I, because I'm supposed to be talking about the Republicans. What Republicans is part of the Congressional Black Caucus? Matter of fact, there were Republicans that want to be willing to join. Um, what's his name? Representative Byron, I think Donalds, Republican, wanted to join. Um, it was an, I forget, it was another Black Republican. They wanted to join. I think, was it Mia Love when she was up there? She's not there now. She wanted to join the Congressional Black Caucus, and they said, no, you're not joining. So I guess, once again, it goes back to Joe Biden. If you don't vote for me, you're not black. So if, if, you, if you're not a Democrat, you're not black. I thought it was supposed to be the Congressional Black Caucus. It don't matter what political party we come from. Aren't we black? Aren't we affected by the same issues? Maybe if I think a little different than you, but that's okay. We can work together because we'll figure that thing out because we, we all brothers and sisters in this. We'll figure that thing out. No, they rejected them and say, you can't join this. That's wrong. All the black people should be a part of that. Not because you, I don't like you, but that's how it is folks. Unfortunately, we have no true political advocates. We don't. You know, one thing I like about Julius Malema, man, I, what I love about that brother, that brother fight for his people. And I'm like, man, I wish we had a, a, so some politicians in America like that. I mean, yeah, you got brother Eric Mays. He's one of them, but he's not on a, a national level. But if we had a brother like Eric Mays or, or somebody like that, that's going to fight for us on a national level. They're going to speak out, call me, don't care about anything. We don't have that, unfortunately. And, and it's, it's utterly ridiculous. But that's okay. We're going, to, we're going to continue to put the heat on these people and make them do what they're supposed to do. Or they, we're going to just going, they just going to, it's going to be very difficult for them. One thing about being on these microphones, y'all may think it's insignificant, but it's not. Because trust me, these people hear what we say on these microphones. They hear. And then when they hear it, they go on MSNBC and start speaking. It's anti-black racism. It's anti-black violence. Because they weren't speaking that before. Listen, Ayanna Presley heard the message. Oh, yes, she did. That's why she said that. Because remember, Vice President Kamala Harris and your Democrat leader, Hakeem Jeffries, was all eyes mattering the situation. Ayanna heard that. And she said, oh, I am. I'm not getting up to all lives matter in this. No, not me. So don't, don't think they're not listening to us, folks. None of these people, they don't talk to me. Oh, but they hear what I say. They hear what a lot of us say. And beyond with you, I'll do an interview with any of them. I'll be very nice to them, cordial. i ask some questions. I would disrespect nobody. Because at the end of the day, whether they're Democrat, we can be completely disagreement. I'm still going to respect them as a brother or sister in the community, but I'm going to push back 
on some things. If I, well, I'm hearing them say, look, <laughs> let me ask you a question on this. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying? I, and I reached out to a couple here and there, but yeah, if they really want to get to the people, you know, like Ayanna Presley or anybody like that, hey, I'll sit down with you. I'll come to D.C. or wherever you're at. We'll sit down and do an interview. No, no problem. Actually, the people would enjoy that, actually. Instead of you going on MSNBC, talk to black people. Y'all don't want to talk to black people. Not at all, because y'all afraid. For what? We don't bite. Now, one interview have you seen me conduct with anybody that I have cussed people out, I've called them out their name, I've disrespected them. I got many interviews over the years, and I've never done it. But these people do not want to be asked the real questions. They don't want to be asked the hard questions. And that's okay. Because we will continue to put foot to fire until they get it right. It's just that simple. Or well, you don't have to get it right. Then we're going to just advocate that people just sit it out until they want to get it right. When they get it right, I'll be the first one advocating for them. That's the thing. If you, you do right by black folk, I will promote you. I promise you I will promote you. But if you do wrong by black people, I'm going to be against you. I'm just telling you up front. But don't disrespect our people. If our people are being victims, then they're victims. Don't make, don't all lives matter our tragedies. That's the biggest disrespectful thing. And you never do that with nobody else. 